Joining us now out to the Sprint special guest line, as we mentioned, he works for Basketball Insiders. He is Eric Pincus with us on The Big Show. Hi, Eric. Thanks for a few minutes. How are you? Of course. Thanks for having me. So we, uh, we'll start off talking some jazz, but we certainly have some overall NBA uh, questions for you. Talk about them acquiring Mike Conley, what that does for them and their roster, and what it does for their cap situation. Uh, well, uh, you got a nice point card if you're the Utah Jazz. Mike Conley is uh, a legitimate player. I don't know if he's ever been made, named an all-star, uh, but that's probably an oversight because the guy's been uh, a key part of a long-time playoff team that did really well in the playoffs for many, many years. Never really quite got over the hump, but they, they never really had the scoring to do so. Uh, also, what I like about Mike Conley, uh, I mean, he's a really good fit for, for the culture. Uh, I don't know him, I would say, very well, but in all my experiences with him, I mean, he's, he's really conscientious. He's really a uh, level-headed, grounded, down-to-earth guy, and so uh, I, I think it's a great get for, for Utah. So they have their point guard now for, what, 32 uh, and a half? Or change, cheap. <laughs> something like that. What do the Jazz do if they want to continue to improve in free agency? What can they do at this point as far as that salary cap goes? Well, uh, there are some decisions to make, uh, obviously. Uh, the key one being Derek Favors, who is guaranteed – who is not guaranteed, rather. He's 16 almost $17 million dollars. And they can keep him still and make that Conley trade. Uh, they, they could have potentially up to $19 million in space. Uh, but that, that all, all but goes away, goes away if you keep uh, favors. Because, uh, I mean, that, that, he's been a really, really good player for the Jazz, but not a perfect player for the Jazz because ultimately he, he probably is a center. And you got a, a pretty good center in, in uh, Gobert. So then... Do you want to pay that much to keep him? That's really the question. Can they go and, and get a better player or get maybe two players uh, in free agency that add up to whatever, $19 million. Uh, That is better than what Favors is going to give you, and that, I think, is that's a tough judgment call. Also, Neto is a guy who's not guaranteed. They have other guys like O'Neal, but I, I think you've got to keep O'Neal because he's very cheap uh, for his salary. Uh, Nying, there, there, there are pieces that, that impact their total number. Uh, of available spending, but I'm not sure if free agency, in, as far as big names, is really the way to go. Other than making good value gets, uh, I, I guess really the question becomes all about Derek Favors. So, Eric, let's say they they don't pick up uh, Derek Favors and they possibly don't pick up Neto, and so they've got around that 19 million you were talking about to uh, to operate with. Any idea, even a guesstimate, on what caliber of player, maybe some examples that might be out there for that price tag? Well, I, I think they're, if they're really coming after someone with that kind of money, there are, and we've seen in instances before where, where a team will give a, a good salary on a short-term deal. So maybe you're paying out uh, $15 million for uh, Trevor Ariza, which is what more or less what the, the Suns did last year. And ultimately they traded him uh, to, to Washington, uh, and that helped get them uh, Kelly Oubre. So there are moves that can be made where – you're thinking it's better to spend that money and, and get a good player. Uh, there are some good free agents out there. It's it's a question of you know where do you go? Who is your your power forward? Right? If you're if you're letting go of, um, of favors, and of course you know they can use O'Neal and go smaller. They they've done a lot of different things. You can go bigger with Ingles. You don't have Crowder anymore, uh, so that becomes more of an issue because he was a really good small ball option. 
so I, I, I have to think and look at the power forward list. Um, there, there are guys out there. It's just I think you're probably, if you're the Jazz and in this position, you're probably waiting for, for the top free agents to sign and then the role players to sort of filter through. And then one more thing to talk about is that uh, when you have cap room, there are teams that are looking to move bodies and, and make trades. So you can use that cap room to make a trade. And, and that's certainly something that Utah is, is definitely in a position to do. You might be able to get a good player. You know, we see like teams like uh, the Lakers, and, and they may have to shed some salary. Uh, look at um, the Hawks. They've been taking in money for, for years now, the last couple of years now, just taking in bad contracts just to help other teams. And they're not bad contracts. It's just money that teams need to get off of. There's been some talk, Eric, that Tobias Harris has interest in coming to the Jazz, and obviously he has interest in going other places as well. Where are you, if it is manageable from a standpoint of the dollars, where are you on loading up that starting lineup so that it is star-laden and really talented, but then having a thin bench from there? Well, it, then it becomes up to the. I, I, there's there's no like one way to do it, and and you see teams go about it uh, like the way that the uh, Warriors they're very top heavy and star heavy, uh, and then the Raptors you could say are kind of in the middle where they do have some stars, but they're a little bit faded as far as Serge Ibaka and Marcus All aren't quite the stars they were some five years ago. Uh, in, in the case of the Jazz, like Tobias Harris, I covered him with the Clippers. A uh, really likable guy. Uh, he's going to fit in on almost any team, and he can score a ton. I don't know if if that money's going to work. If there's if if that's the kind of money he's looking for, I know everybody's looking for the most, right? Everyone wants the max or close to it. And after you get past those first three or four guys, your Kawhi Leonard's and Kyrie Irving and uh, Kemba Walker, you get past probably get to about seven, eight. Pretty soon, you've got to Tobias Harris. I don't know where he is on the list. Uh, it's subjective, but let's say he's a top 10 free agent right around the 10 mark. I don't know if $19 million is going to do it. So then it becomes, do you, do you then find a way to get out of more salary? Where do you cut? And, and it, it very quickly, you know, you, you have to get to Dante Exum is probably the next guy. And now you're cutting your depth and they're relying a lot on Exum, I think, although he's been hurt a lot. So it becomes a, a math puzzle. But, you know, Dennis Lindsay and Zanuck and all the guys that they have over Orway, the guys they have at Utah are, are very sharp, I think, at least my impression is from afar. Uh, they're not going to go into this rushing. Uh, star power is vital, uh, but equally, you need to have depth. So if you can't pay for it in, in high dollars, you need to do a really good job of scouting it and finding those diamonds in a rough. Eric Pincus with us from Basketball Insiders 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Eric, will you talk about what's going on with the Lakers and their cap situation, and will they be avail- or able to go grab another big-name player in free agency? Well, that, that's going to depend on a little bit on the Pelicans and, and maybe the Hawks on how they want to execute this deal. So the Lakers have a deal to get Anthony Davis, but it doesn't quite work. Uh, the way it was re- originally reported, and reports are wrong. You know, we don't us reporters we don't always get everything, all, every detail. Uh, but the way the the math is, at least in what was reported, is that the, the Lakers have to use up some of their precious cap room just to make that deal, which puts them in the maybe the twenty seven, maybe twenty three range. Uh, depends on Anthony Davis and his trade bonus. So it limits what kind of player they can go after. But if they can expand that deal to include some of their deep bench players, guys who are still just developing in this league, second-year guys like Mo Wagner, Isaac Bonga, uh, a guy named Jamario Jones, uh, who aren't making a lot of money. They're good young players to develop. Uh, how good is subjective? Uh, but if the Hawks were willing to take them into their 
cap space, and it became a three-way trade. And again, they, this is up to them, and it's up to the Pelicans to cooperate. Uh, then the Lakers would have just about a max spot to go after someone like Kawhi or Kyrie or whatnot. They're probably within 700,000 of it, which is near enough that if LeBron calls you and Anthony Davis calls you and you have to give up that amount of money, you might say, okay, I'll give up less than a million dollars to make that happen. So that's a big mystery. No one really knows what someone like Kawhi Leonard wants to do. He's not exactly the most vocal guy out there in this league. He's probably the most private, uh, at least that I've seen. And, uh, there's a lot of rumor that uh, Kyrie Irving is going to Brooklyn. We'll see what the Lakers do. It's it's uh, they're in a very good position when it comes to if they can work this out to get one more star. But they, it goes back to your original question on the Jazz: Are you better going after a star player, a guy with a name, or are you better off splitting that into two or three guys and adding really quality depth? We'll have to wait and see what they do. Man, I'd say that Kawhi thing is, he's kind of mysterious anyway, and he doesn't talk a lot, anything like that. But there are these rumors now that it's supposedly more likely that he'll stay in Toronto. That means nobody really knows, right, Eric? <laughs> I, I don't, there are very strong opinions that come out from different reporters. And I, I, can make an, I can make an educated guess on a lot of things, but I'm going to preface it and say this is my guess. Right? I'm not going to come and tell you I know what Kawhi is going to do. And yet I see reporters come out and say Kawhi's going to do this, Kawhi's going to meet these teams. And I don't know that Kawhi's talking to anybody. So maybe it's an absolute unknown. I mean, that's very possible. Uh, maybe we're just getting opinions and all they have to do is report, oh, well, he changed his mind or he expanded his list. And they're not wrong because there's no way to prove anyone wrong. Uh, I would like to think there's a certain amount of, you know, I come from the LA Times. I worked for the LA Times for four years. And there's a certain approach I take where I'm not going to put out something unless I really have good information on it. And I don't think anyone really has good information on what Kawhi Leonard wants to do. Eric Pincus with us from Basketball Insiders, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Eric, it, it feels like there's a lot to this Kyrie Irving to Brooklyn possibility. What kind of cap situation are they in, and could they possibly pair some stars together? <laughs> well, they they even traded their one of their picks. I mean, they're they're going all out. Like, they're, they're clearly in a – they have enough room to get Kyrie Irving. That's not the problem. The, the question is, can they get to uh, the number where they need to get to uh, two max guys? And they tra- their trading hasn't gone through officially yet, but Alan Crabb is going over to Atlanta. They're getting Torrance and Prince. Uh, if they need to, I think they could probably find a new home for Prince and trade him to get to uh, the max money for Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And that's the buzz going around circles. Again, I don't have that information from anyone. I do have some information that uh, someone, someone who I trust told me some months ago to consider Brooklyn as a real alternative. I had been reporting that maybe New York, maybe the Lakers, maybe Boston. Someone clued me in and said that Brooklyn was a, a real contender for Kyrie. So I do believe that to be true. It doesn't mean he's going to go there. Uh, and the buzz is that he wants to play with KD and that they're willing to wait it out for KD to be healthy. He's probably going to be out for the first season. But this is a long-term build for the Nets, and that sounds like what they want to do, and they're definitely getting in position to have that kind of money. Eric, uh, are the Rockets in as big a mess as uh, seems to be uh, indicated? Or and if if uh, if Chris Paul really wants to be traded, is there anybody out there willing to pay him forty some million dollars a year to play? <laughs> well, there was, there was something that came out today. I don't know the I forget which publication or where it was, but Chris Paul is saying that he, he doesn't want to be traded. Uh, when there were, it was a report, there was a big report, I believe it was on Yahoo, that said that, that they were basically headed for divorce and that it was a very dysfunctional thing. And, and Chris Paul pretty quickly responded that this was all news to him. 
that said, I do believe there's some real tension uh, between him and James Harden, really based, I think, on the style of play. Uh, I don't know if oh, – I, I can tell you a lot of people around the league question whether or not the Rockets can ever really win playing the way they do with James Harden. And I think it's fair to say that Chris Paul is probably one of those people who is skeptical that that's the case. And so I think there is some drama there, uh, but his contract is such that it's very difficult to move. Uh, it, it's expensive. He's an older player. He's really, really still an amazing player. Uh, that hasn't gone away, but is he a top 10 player, top five player? I, I don't know if they, you can make that case, and that, that's, the, that's the problem. Who's willing to take it on? There, were, there was a report that the Knicks were offered Chris Paul essentially for nothing into their cap space and that they declined. And I don't know how true that is, but that's what there was a report from a credible reporter, one of my colleagues. Uh, and if it is true, it, it kind of gives you an idea that that's too much money right now. He's definitely getting paid a lot. And they, they have to find out, figure out how to make it work in Houston because uh, I don't know how quickly they can get out of Chris Paul's salary. Eric Pincus with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Um, now, Eric, the, we haven't seen a free agency period in the NBA like this really before, where roughly 40% of the league is going to be free agents. Uh, half the league, when it comes to teams, are going to have a, a fairly significant amount of cap room. What, what do you think that's going to mean? Is there going to be a byproduct of this unique circumstance maybe that we haven't seen before? Well, if you go back, a lot of, a lot of players signed in 2016 to these big four-year deals. Uh, some of them were three-year deals or, or four years and an option. That was the year that the TV deal kicked in, and so there was a lot of money in the league. And so these contracts that were really bloated, and, and most of them, probably the significant margin were <laughs> unnecessary and, and problematic. We just saw Evan Turner just got traded uh, from the Blazers to the Hawks. There were so many contracts there that are coming off. Now teams are, are in a different position where I think they have a little bit more education uh, a better understanding. I would like to think that they've learned from that mistake uh, where teams just thought that the money was just going to keep going up and up and up and up forever. Whereas it was only a one year gigantic jump. And then the second year was a medium jump. And then it's been slowing ever since. And, and it's going to, it's, it's going to keep going up, but it, like it always has, like roughly in the neighborhood of 5% every year, the cap's going to jump, give or take. And so uh, there's going to be some movement. I, I think there was a lot of excitement about this year. And then we saw Clay, Thompson get hurt. We saw KD get hurt. Uh, very quickly, there was the news that Anthony Davis was being traded to the Lakers. And I think it took some of the wind out of the free agent sale. Uh, so it's still a very good year. I think that uh, very quickly teams are going to run out of, of, of guys to spend on. And that's, that's kind of where we talked about the Tobias Harris thing. Once you get past those few guys, if there's about five, six, seven, eight teams that are desperate to have that star power name, maybe that's not where the Jazz need to go. Maybe they shouldn't be chasing overpaying because they're not even in a position to overpay. So now you've got to dump someone like Exum to be able to overpay someone uh, like Tobias, and now it becomes problematic. And now you have, you've hurt your depth even more. You don't have any ability to add any more players. Uh, you, you've lost favors. And now you have a weaker team, but you have a bigger name. And one player gets hurt, and that player gets hurt, and it's like, what did you accomplish? So... Uh, I, my experience is that the Jazz are not a conservative. I don't think conservative is the right word, but they're not a team that's going to make moves that are big and broad to, for appearance. They're going to make quality moves. I've always been impressed by by this organization over the last however many years uh, since Lindsay took over. I mean, they, they make very measured, thoughtful moves that by and large keep keep this team very competitive.
Do you think that Rudy Gobert gets his defensive player of the year second in a row tonight? I mean, it's uh, if the Jazz are among the uh, – the Warriors are gone, right, or at least for now because of the injuries. So if the Jazz are one of the teams that climbs because the Warriors are out and they finish in the top one or two in the West, which is certainly possible. I don't know if that's how good they'll be. But let's say they do get there, then certainly. I think that Gobert will get a lot of credit for that, deservedly so. Uh but we'll, we'll see. It's, it's, there's a lot of players out there who want to make that claim. But Gobert is certainly in the running and uh, could set up some financial questions for the Jazz in the future. But uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Eric, thank you very much for the info and the expertise. We really appreciate it. All right, guys. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Eric Pincus, Basketball Insiders, previewing what's going to be a pretty wild free agency. More Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone.